welcome to Plus One to Gaming. I'm Chris. And I'm Eric. And I'm Mark. And the holidays are nigh upon us, so we want to take some time and celebrate consumerism by sharing our favorite D&D role-playing gift ideas for this year. So we scoured or maybe loosely browsed the internet for useful, thoughtful, or fun gifts for that special role player in your life. Eric, you were real quick on the draw to put your list together. So do you want to share your shopping list and also the reasons why you picked these items? I am pretty minimalistic and living in Southern California in a smaller place than a lot of my Midwestern friends are um, has definitely added to that. Like I just don't have the shelf space for stuff. Um, so I like, I like my gifts. So if something is given to me, I like it to either be digital or practical. I, I don't have a lot of space for like tchotchkes and, and things. So like I try to, I know I see them in your, I, <laughs> uh, I, I've tried like several times to get into those like bobblehead things. And I haven't seen a single one that is like, to me, I'm like, Ooh, that can take up space in my house. So I like a lot of digital stuff. I like a lot of practical stuff. I decorate with practical things. Like I don't even want space for just picture. I have guitars and I have snowboards on my wall and they are oftentimes just laying on the couch because I'm playing them. But so in order to not take up space in your table mates home, my first idea is um, to get a year membership to Roll20. We use Roll20 for almost, well, we don't with Loki, but we use it for almost everything that we do. Bill has had a membership to Roll20 for like 17 years or something crazy. <laughs> um, he's like one of their, he, yeah, he said he used to get personal emails from the guy that created it. So like, thank you for re-upping. And it's just like, it's so cool. It's something you're going to use for your table. There's so much stuff that comes with the upgraded uh, membership. Because like I, to be honest, I have a free membership. <laughs> um, even the free membership is very good. But if you're going to be running your own games, the, the paid membership isn't that much. And it adds a ton of stuff to to like your repertoire. Mm -hmm. It also adds a lot for your players. Exactly. It's not, yeah, it's not expensive. The ROI on it is incredible. It adds a lot for your players because if you have a paid account, your players get the benefits. So that's why we don't all have paid accounts. Um, Bill has it and we just reap the benefits of that. Yeah, as long as you're in a game where the person who created it has the um, things like the consortium of information, which is a searchable database, which Honestly, sometimes, I, actually all times, I go there first. It's not mm -hmm. entirely comprehensive with every single book. Yeah. But I'll log into our game, search there first before I try to hit up D&D &D Beyond. Or yeah. um, I don't pay for D&D Beyond. If I did, maybe that would be a better thing. But um, mm -hmm. anyways, like his value is trickled down so much. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. I mean, even like if I just, D&D Beyond, Roll20, sorry had been around for so long that they they have acquired like they've just been able to slowly they're not starting from today to like backfill everything so they're like you said their compendiums are, are pretty impressive i mean a lot of times if i just search a spell mm -hmm. it, it'll take me to roll 20 yeah um makes it easy 5.99 a month or 59.99 a year for the plus 10.99 a month or 109 109.99 a year for the pro you can mm -hmm. gift that as well. There's yeah. an option to gift it on rolls and on their website. Yeah, on their website. And none of these, none of the things I mention, and I don't think any of the things any of us mention, have 
our sponsors or have asked us to do it. These are legitimate things that like I'm excited about. I know you guys are excited about and that I like, would like add, I don't know, for me would add benefit. Yeah. I'd certainly take Roll20 as a sponsor. Yeah, right. Shout out Roll20, but that's not the case. (laughs) Even if they just gave us the free, like, I'd be down. Yeah, (laughs) That's one of the most exciting things I would do. But also, we're not making any money off of this. So if you (laughs) you know support any of these businesses, awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. There's no affiliates here, so this is just stuff we actually genuinely like. Yes. So Um, take us away, Eric. So then, the second thing that I love and use all the time is Hero Forge. Um, I I have I think over 300 characters made in Hero Forge. Um, it, it's one of my like happy places to go to and kill time when it's like a de-stressor. I, I love making things in Hero Forge. So a gift card. Yeah, I bought all of it. Oh, you both have it. So Bill Everybody bought me hold one. up your minis. Bill bought me one. On focus, um, for my birthday or something. Uh, oh, it's when I was a groomsman for him. Um, and I got all of you one for your weddings. I have one for Bill. Um, so they, I don't know. I love making stuff in it. You can make stuff in there for free all day. Um, but I want part of also the, I like the overarching idea of my list is I want to support things that I love, like that I agree with. So even when before this list, like if I buy stuff for you guys, I usually for Christmas like to get it from something I already support. Mm-hmm. So I already support Hero Forge. I think they do a great job. I love their art and they're constantly adding new things to their their um, catalog. Every single D&D character I've ever played, I've made in here, at least to get like a concept of. Uh, it's usually, it's almost always my character art. Uh, unless I found just like for the Star Wars one, I just, I based my character around something I saw on the internet. Um, but again, I go in here, I have over 300. I go in here just to like kill time. And it, it like, I don't know. It's one of my favorite pastimes. So a gift card Hero Forge. Hero Forge. <laughs> I, I literally have over 300 things in there and you can paint them now. So I'm going back and painting my old ones. Um, I'll go through like a crazy, I'm like, Ooh, what about avatar? And I'll like, make, like, <laughs> like I just think of a new property and I'll try to like recreate them as best I can. Um, it's really fun. But if you want to actually like an shop, honestly, it's, it's incredible. It, but if you want to actually buy some of the stuff you create in there, they're often pretty affordable. Like for those um, bronze ones that you guys have, they're a hundred bucks. Like, and it's fully customizable. Like I put everything on there. I don't know. It's incredible. But for the the regular ones, the like the plastic ones, it's it's much more affordable. Um, so I don't know. This I think is a great a great way to to personalize your table. Um, you don't have to. You can do what I did and create it and buy it for the person and give it to them, or you can just give them a gift card and ha- let them, you know, kind of go wild on it. It's neat because you can also like there's an option in terms of price that can match your budget too. Mm-hmm. So I have a hero forge tab open before we started talking about this <laughs> because we were talking about something else before. And I went it like, I almost always have one open just playing with it. But yeah, so there are, let me go to open the buy menu. Makes this my big thing. Um, plastic, 20 bucks, premium plastic, 30 bucks, colored plastic. So you can buy it colored pre-colored which is really cool i haven't done this yet but i'm interested is that in like that. the the plastic is printed in color or they're painted 
So they do both actually now. Oh wow. Um so for the I believe just for the plastic colored is $45. Bronze is 100. You can get the STL file for like 8 bucks. They have sales on this all the time too. Um and then you can also buy the 3D digital fully colored thing. So if you're playing in spoiler alert something I'm going to talk about soon, um like a digital table space, you can you can buy the file from Hero Forge to use on that. So it's again, it's cut. You're not using generic elf, you know, number three or whatever. You're using your character. That's cool. Um, so it's super cool. Um, I believe I don't work for Hero Forge and they don't sponsor us, so I'm not super up to date on their stuff. I remember them talking about having like professional painters paint things for you. It was going to be you know much more expensive than the standard colored plastic because it's actually like a, per, a professional's time that that they're taking to do wow. it. Um, I don't see that on here though. So that might be something that's still in the works. Mm. Um, but yeah, Hero Forge is amazing. I'm, I'm sure there's a bunch of things like this and I've tried other ones. Hero Forge is my go-to. It's just so simple and it, it like everything clicks well. It's it's really easy to do. Um, and they've added again, a lot more like quality of life things that you can like move arms around and like you can just do like really cool stuff. Very helpful if you don't have design experience, yes, 3D modeling which, you know, experience. I, I don't. I can't. I, I can't even draw. I like so. Yeah. This this does really help me. This is like my artistic uh, expression. Yeah. Um, what else is on your list? So the next thing on my list, again, based on supporting people, supporting the genre of things that we love, is is to hire a GM to lead a game. So we've recently dabbled in this. Um, it's been on my list of stuff to do for a long time um, because we have a problem, and I think a lot of tables do, where you have the the all-time GM, the person who is GM constantly. And, and Bill has said he likes to do that, and I trust that he does. Otherwise, he wouldn't show up. <laughs> but if you want to give your GM a break, you want to play with a new GM, maybe a different one shot, maybe a new setting, whatever. Let your GM be a player. Um, there are several services where you can pay for a professional. And like I do air quotes, but like apparently this is what people do for a living. Um, a professional GM's time. So these people are going to come with assets. They're going to come with probably their own Roll20 account that's premium. You know, th it's their job. So they're professional. They're coming with everything. Music. Um, I mean, I looked at a whole bunch of different websites for it. And like a lot of these people are like English professors and like professional storytellers. And like they they have like layers upon layers of um, experience that they're going to add to it. That's going to be different from the layers of experience that we have. So it's a nice new experience. Um, it's like booking a luxury hotel for like a night or a weekend, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah, like it, parking. Yes, I don't feel like it's a sustainable like year-long solution to not having a DM, but it is. Um, it's it's it is it's, you know it's a treat. So if you are the type of person who, if you're the type of player who has never been able to get a game together because no one wants to GM, or if you have a forever GM that wants to be a player, I think this is just an, a great solution. If you're a brand new player, and you can you know scrounge and divvy it up between four people or whatever, it's it's a relatively affordable service. Um, I know we we did a big game for my bachelor party 
Um, we did a big game for Billy's bachelor. Like we, it's, it's stuff that like we will do hiring a, a GM for something like, like that, like not a bad idea. Yeah. And especially if it's, if it's your first like dip into the, the genre, into this, this type of playing a game, um, they're going to, they're going to guide you pretty well. They're professionals. Yeah. And honestly, if we could go back and do those games <laughs> over, maybe we would have hired a professional DM. So yeah, that we I'm all could have protection. So we all could have played. What yeah. a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never even heard is, of me. Like, I mean, in my bachelor party, we had what, six people, seven. Um, so Billy's like running around trying to ma- manage everything. And like, he wrote been, that whole thing. Like, he wrote that was from it. scratch. Yeah. And I mean, that was part of like a gift, but not everybody has that kind of time or that kind of like commitment to it. So yeah, hire, yeah. hire somebody. <laughs> They've got these things pre written. So they can do pre-written, um, like if you want to do Curse of Strahd, if you wanted to do this specific one-off, like... And they're they, honed they, at it, too. Like, they've had practice yes. at those specific campaigns, which I feel like you have just more immersiveness, interactivity, yep. like, it's just a deeper experience. Yeah, so we're not... Ne- yes, exactly. We're never going to run Curse of Strahd enough times to like learn the pitfalls and learn like I need to guide the party this way and learn like the way to like really massage a party to make it fun and and like efficient these people have this is what they do for a living so like it, it is it is going to be above and beyond like very very worth it yeah uh, and if you wanted a sample of what that might be like, just uh, stay tuned for upcoming Spelljammer campaigns. We uh, hired Loki as a DM to run the Light of Xerxes campaign. And he doesn't use World 20 in those assets, but I think just seeing how quickly and adeptly he was able to take our character sheets and information that we gave him like two days before the game mm-hmm. and yeah. pulled out some really compelling story hooks and interconnectivity, um, that's the kind of stuff you're getting from those experiences. Um, yes. So thanks for that. Yeah. yeah. I thought and, maybe we could... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say... I was just going to say... Um, so Loki, I, he is also running that campaign with another group. So it is... It's very interesting to see... We are his... his it's a new campaign. Um, so he hasn't run it a hundred times, but we're his second group and he's already... You know, we'll talk about it a little bit afterwards. He's already learned some of the pitfalls and learned like what the other group has done. So like just imagine that extrapolated out to yeah. several tens to hundreds of times of efficiency. And so um, unlike Eric, I am sliding away from being any sort of minimalist and trinkets and accessories are my jam. So mine's <laughs> a little bit more heavy on the Amazon side of things. Um, a couple things I've been using recently that I love and can recommend. Um, there's status trackers. There's a billion of them out there um, mm-hmm. for when you've actually got minis out on the table. But the ones I really like and found after some heavy, unnecessarily heavy research are called the Rings of Power status Fantastic trackers. Fantastic name. They look cool. Yeah. I yeah, got these off Amazon. Too. The design is great. Um, they are unlike others in that no one attempted to make a giant tackle case that holds all of them and organizes them. And they're all labeled and there's a key that tells you what each one means, which might sound like a downfall, mm-hmm. but you get two different sizes, small and large, and they come in a bunch of different colors. And then you can just throw them out. And it's not that hard to think red is, you know, bleed damage or whatever, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, purple means that this person is hidden. Um, they give you a little 
idea of like, oh, red could mean your speed is up or your attack is up or they've taken damage. Green yeah. could mean they're poisoned or weakened. But it's um, like your own code system. You bring your own. Yeah, system. yeah, yeah. So it's it's nice and it's way more flexible than any other more expensive solution like 10 bucks. Um, mm-hmm. And they That's also are designed available. to stack so they can you can stack them up really easily. So those I really liked. Those are cool. Yeah, are they kind of yeah. like bungee, like elasticy. No, they're like they're cast plastic. plastic yeah. yeah, and some some are translucent and mm-hmm. some are um, transparent. Oh, the bases so are standardized. Okay. You said yeah. there's what six colors? It looks like. I believe six colors. So so you get three large and nine small for ten bucks of each color for ten bucks at least on this particular link. At yeah. Part. Yeah, that's awesome. So they fit 25 millimeter and 50 millimeter bases. If they don't fit, you just hang them off of, you know, some giant dragon's wing or something like you do. Yeah, yeah. A wingling. <laughs> um, another thing that I'm really liking currently are some books because we all need more Dungeons and Dragons books. Yeah, all the books. So these these are the first books I've bought that aren't official Wizards products. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like using them more than my player's handbook in the last couple sessions. Um, they're by a guy named Jeff Ashworth and contributors illustrations in here are even awesome. Um, there's like just a nice book to flip through, Yeah. but their thing, um, him and his contributors is they make the game masters book of blank. So the ones mm. that are out are game masters book of traps, puzzles in dungeons of random encounters and of non-player characters Hmm. and the other one is legendary dragons um wow so i i picked up traps puzzles dungeons and non-player characters and they're legitimately just great they they have bonus content in them that i wasn't even expecting um each one has three one shots in the beginning of it like out of nowhere he's like oh you want free one shots we built them out of these concepts and like the puzzle section is great. Like, you know, I would love to do something like, oh, what about a Sphinx who's got all these riddles in one of those classic kind of non-combat but high tense situations? Yeah. But I'm not smart enough to write a bunch of like riddles. You right. know what I mean? Like I don't have a lot of faith. And the bon- one bonus of this is not that I think you guys would do this or anything, but it kind of feels cool that it's not something you can Google. Yeah, not yeah. that you think your players are gonna like do that or anything, but it's just not out there. So it's, someone hasn't seen it in a BuzzFeed video of like the the fi- five funnest yeah riddles throughout history. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's like, like that. it just yeah that's defeats like the purpose of that fun. I love that a lot. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like also part of it because I've I've wanted I've been like writing for years, mostly not but sometimes yes uh a a like puzzle heavy game and it's it it's really hard to hit the sweet spot of like they're are they going to get it instantly or are they never going to get it you know so i feel like i've not read this book but i feel like a professional is going to be able to hit that sweet spot where it's like challenging but able to to like solve mm-hmm. the riddle um they're going to yeah. be able to hit that a lot easier than i am don't and be this, don't these, try to stump your players. It's not fun. <laughs> you want them fun. to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. And it it gives you those kinds of things. Like it might be easy to come up with a tricky little puzzle 
where you could think about, you know, maybe take a real world puzzle and, you know, gamify it into mm -hmm. your scenario. Um, but then this will even have, you know, a, a theme attached to the puzzle where it's like you can tell it's a roguish puzzle mm. and there's other little hooks in there that they don't may not go into detail with but you know it'll point out some things to you where you can be like oh i know how to now i understand how you give clues about a clue without just giving up the ghost yeah because i see how someone's written it down and you can iterate out because that's a tough so i'm really balance. enjoying those books um yeah the so on the on these look Great too. Even just the cover art. I'm on the the Amazon link to it. Like, yeah, it looks like, really cool. It's cool. It's like a copy. The, they've got a bunch of um, random tables that they've built in there for things. Um, so like you can build an entire dungeon with the traps and the puzzles in that one book. Um, on I forget that stuff randomly if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. So like a, a game I ran recently, um, I pulled out the puzzles and the NPC book and put together like a festival situation mm -hmm. with some festival games populated with characters that I could look at and be like, oh, I'm seeing how this town, how these people are related. Yeah. The, because the non-player book is broken up into um, categories like lawful people, weirdos under the category <laughs> of cities um rural areas and wilderness so you know in the wilderness there might be in wilderness weirdos might be some fey creatures and stuff like that and then in the city if you need a king there's a section of noblemen from a city i like oh, that organization style. very handy yeah all right well someone who's played wrote that book you can tell yeah. yeah all right that's a really good asset what's your last one mark i think my last one um the thing I'm most excited about, although caveat, I have not, I have not experienced this, but I've watched like a shit ton of videos about it, probably too many. There is a notebook um, out there by Gladden Design, GladdenDesign.com. They call it the Paper Apps Dungeon. Oh, I was hoping you were gonna pick this one. So this is a physical notebook. Mm -hmm. um, you can buy an optional pencil which sounds silly until I tell you that pencil is also a die. Oh, so is it magic? You and roll plus it. Plus one to writing. Which the die uh, sides are inscribed on the different sides of a tiny little golf pencil. Clever. Yeah. So you, you roll that, and the numbers that come up give you little actions and things to bounce around on this little like three-by-five notebook, a procedurally generated graphical dungeon. So each notebook that is sent out is unique hmm. to you. And it's a tiny little dungeon for solo dungeon crawling. You roll your pencil, you do your actions. And if you survive, you flip the page and move on to the next floor of the dungeon. What? That's crazy. Yeah, it is eight bucks, cool. my friends. Eight dollars. Eight dollars. Such Pencils a good stocking stuffer. That is yeah, a but like if you need a stocking stuffer, come on. It's you don't get better than this, I think. No, I think that's pencil, super cool. Yeah, pencils three seventy five, so they're getting you there because you. That's cool. You want the pencil. I want. Yeah. But yeah, eight dollars for a little stocking stuffer that I think anyone who has played would appreciate. That's really cool. I I already bought all of you 
a gift and it wasn't this, but, and now I'm mad that I didn't wait. <laughs> well, I, I guess it works out. Cause if Mark had decided to do that too, it'd be really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Awesome. Those are excellent gift ideas. Thank you, Mark. All right. So I guess the last ones are a few from my list. Uh, I guess I'll start with, uh, I'll throw in some B-roll later, but pick up some stuff from the uh, Plus One to Gaming swag store. There's some cozy sweaters and hoodies and beanies. Uh, we'll also be adding some more stuff, but uh, yeah, support the favorite your your role, favorite role player's favorite podcast by yeah. giving them some stuff to fly, fly their nerd stuff. flag colors. Don't buy it for Eric, because he won't wear it. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, well, I'll wear it on camera. I think the uh, pullover sweat, the fleece would be, because it's like pretty low key. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, the the stuff you, you've designed, I mean, the logo, I like really like our logo. I know it's it's uh, like a little self-serving, but it's like nice and clean. I like the colors. So it, it like pops really well on, on clothes, on hats, on sweaters, sweatshirts, stuff like that. So it looks pretty cool. Virginia wears the beanie all the time. Yeah, I I need to put one without a palm. She suggested I put. I love the palms though. I I am very much a no palm guy. Yeah, so yeah, I'm a no palmer myself. Fair, fair, um, fair. If you had a propeller though, ah, oh, it's not an option. Damn, mm. I wish it was. Yeah, yeah we we get a mammoth hat. Mammoth changes their hat like every year to hat design. That's cool. And a lot of times, like I'm like super into it, and I'm like, but they always have the palm on it. And I feel like I don't know. It's not my yeah. style. I'm not like a snowboarder type. I feel like you have to be you have to be coolly confident in winter sports to do the palm. <laughs> I just think they're silly and fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's one. Um, what else? I actually have a couple things that I've purchased recently that I really like that I think I will share. So give me just a second. Did you guys uh, see uh, Flareon and Jolteon do a suicide dive off my shelf? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, you got to catch them, Chris. Yeah. The <laughs> did not catch them all. You got to catch both of them. All, all of right. Them. Well, that was fun. Uh, so the, actually, this is something I received as a gift. I think it was last mm. year. Um, this is Dungeons and Dragons art, uh, visual history, art and arcana. And it's just got so much lore and history from the game. Um, just like cool original art. Wow, that looks um, awesome. And just, it's one of those things you just set like on your table and you'll pick up, yeah. read a few pages. Um, but I think it's really cool just to be able to go through the full history from first edition till now and see. Um, so I think it's just a really cool, it was a really thoughtful gift. Mm -hmm. um, it was 50 bucks. 66 it's on sale right now. Ooh. How do you know uh, how much can... Oh, because you're looking at the book. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how do you know? How... Is that just math you can do in your head? I'm really uh, fucking smart. <laughs> no. Um, it's on sale right now. Um, $27.49. I think it's a deal. It's a nice, thick book. It, it feels substantial. It feels like a kingly gift. Um, somebody gave me that along with a little tin of metal dice. Like, nice... Perfect. That was... I was mm -hmm. over the moon. It was the really good Christmas gift. Yeah, that um, looks awesome. And then the other thing I just got, um, just an Etsy thing... As we're playing our live games, our, our Spelljammer mm -hmm. campaign, we're rolling actual dice. My dice just love to bounce off my tiny little table. Yeah. So I picked up one of these. Um, it's just a little leather mat. Oh, come on, light. Mm, nice. 
Oh, yeah. But it's a rolling mat. So it's just like a little mm-hmm. tray that folds up. This one you can personalize with plus one to gaming. Can't see that. Um, but I like this because I can keep my dice on the table. It folds up and rolls so you can take it with you. I'll be bringing it when we play uh, here mm-hmm. in a couple weeks just so I can uh, oh, make cool. sure my dice. And then it like clips around with these little, yeah. these little straps. The other thing I liked about this is it came from Ukraine. So there's a lot of mm. um, small business owners on Etsy selling, especially like leather goods and wood, wood make wood made goods, wood crafted goods. What's the word for that? Uh, from Ukraine. So just being mm-hmm. able to support uh, folks who are really, you know, yeah. having a much worse time than we are over here. Interesting. It's like an extra plus, but yeah, so that's, that's all I got. Um, but these are just like small items, even if you were, you know, saved on tight on space. Yeah. Let's try to make some room for. I made in my original list was there were like 40. There's so much stuff out there. Yeah. Um, there were so <laughs> many things. And you go down the rabbit hole, especially of like Etsy or anything like, we're like, ooh, this is neat. Ooh, this is neat. Ooh, yeah. that's neat. Um, so I, I had to like, yeah, I had to to get a philosophy down of, of like yeah. what, again, like minimalism and stuff like that. But there's so much cool stuff. So like, if you don't want, if you weren't, if any of the things that we said weren't interesting to you, that's what I would suggest. I think we all three kind of hit it a little bit. Like support like local or individual contributors. Like you're, you vote with your dollar. Yeah. And and I'm not super, super interested in giving my dollar to like multi-billion dollar corporations that are just like producing pretty much like junk. <laughs> um so like if you can if you can find if you can find an awesome like dice roller and it's made by a human person in an area that like you want, you know, to support, like I don't know. That's that's always how I try to think about, especially Christmas gifts, because I'm buying a lot of them from like the same person. Uh, so it's like an influx for them. They get a boost. We all get cool shirts or whatever it is. Um, but it's not just like a, a shirt from Amazon. You know, yeah. I, I go to a specific person and buy it. I want to show you something uh, yeah. real quick. Cause I know you guys are into 3d printing. I found this on Etsy. Ooh, so it's a 3d printed D 20 and giant D 20 like pretty <laughs> sizable, but it comes with yeah. this light base, which now you can see it's just shooting off light. Uh, but when you put this on here, it's translucent and it like lights mm. up and you can, you know, it go, goes through colors. You can set whatever color yeah. you want, but, that's uh, cool. it's like a fun little lamp. Yeah, that is neat. And that's like, that, exactly like that's the kind of, there's a million things. I mean, especially on Etsy, um, but really everywhere that people are like 3d printing, designing themselves. Like there's a lot of repeat stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it feels yeah. like one person does it and everybody's like, I can do that. Um, but like find so i i don't want to give up what like i got y'all for christmas but i was going through and there's like a hundred of basically this type of thing so i tried to find the the ones that were real people yeah <laughs> as best you can and not just like okay this is a a company a foreign company that's just like taking ip and mass producing it um so like i don't know those are my general philosophies mark you were going to say yeah. something yeah i was just going to build off of that and say if you have obviously if you have any sort of you know talents you can always make stuff i feel like people in this community appreciate Mm -hmm. the diy aspect of the game that's something we all like that's why a lot of people 
you know, you'll have people who make battle mats who like have a legit social following because people want to support them and not a giant mm -hmm. company, yeah. um, things like that. So bring your own talents, even if it's just something you're hacking together, like people yeah. will like get and appreciate it to make little things for your table, make, you know, craft something, draw a picture, stuff like that. But then to take it a step further, you don't necessarily have to be super good with your hands. You could find like a makerspace, your local library. Mm -hmm. A lot of those kinds of places have low cost access to like things where you can craft at a high level the Cricut machines, the 3D printers, those um, laser etchers for acrylic and things like that. So, you know, yeah. like you can make super simple stuff along the lines of what you can get from Etsy. And if you're doing that on your own, mm -hmm. you know, it, it adds a little something, I think. Yeah, certainly does. I got Virginia Cricut for her birthday. What is that? Oh, you're saying this word. I don't know. Oh, it's like a vinyl cutter, yeah. I think. And it does a lot of other stuff too, probably. But you program it so it cuts it like precise, like robotic. So you can cut vinyl. I, I'm looking at it. It looks like a printer, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine a printer, but it cuts. <laughs> That's the best way I could describe it. Like, yeah. I, I just see a bunch of pictures of it and not of the end result. Yeah, like yeah, so the end result could be anything is the thing. It's really crazy because you can just you like cut stuff and then you can apply it like permanent stickers kind of. Mm -hmm. mm. That's one route. Yeah. Stencils. All right, that's the only way I've used it. Like I have a bunch of my camera cases. Uh my sister-in-law printed out like my logo and I put it on there and stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. There's that's awesome. Of, it's very flexible. A lot of Etsy shops are built on crickets. Yeah. Between like all of us, we have an Etsy shop. You've got Basically, a, totally. a Bill's got a three D printer. Because <laughs> that's all this. This is three D printed, and the base is just like a common round you can get from the hobby shop with yeah. a generic light with remote control thing. It's, it's all off the shelf components. You need yeah. to do a game just with a big big baddie just to use that die hey, I wouldn't roll you need it, a mini roll to it. scale with that oh yeah no. i would use this I mean, as they... like a inspiration dice because you can have Even it on this i got a stool glowing and then you can hand uh, yeah, it to somebody. Yeah, yeah. i just want to see somebody roll it because it takes like two hands to hold yeah i mean you can buy i've seen on etsy like giant rollable like acrylic so they're solid they're not um translucent like that punches a hole through your yeah. table i bought a few um, with liquid cores that are amazing oh yeah those oh are nice swirl and stuff i'm so sad. i just was googling how to make those because i don't want to get into buying them but then again yet another hobby i don't need to start exactly yeah i just cut out the middleman and, and bought them or no yeah i, I, I will pay the middleman and save the time middleman yeah it, it is like yeah you were the middleman in that situation <laughs> that you cut out um yeah, there. I mean, those 3D printed bullet dice I posted yesterday or the day before on our on our thing. They're so cool. They're really expensive for what I feel like they should be for a 3D printed thing. People, um, pay. people pay it. I mean, that's fine demand. But if I don't know, I've been watching these videos of a guy who like he uses 3D printing as his I don't know the exact word, but like mold, I guess, and then he injects right. it with like metal. So he he goes to the scrapyard and like we'll just find scrap, melt it down into ingots and then melt it down again. And like because he can like separate the metal and then he'll 
like injected into these things and make just like solid brass or bronze or aluminum, whatever things that are what he 3D printed, but like cast in metal and they look fucking awesome. It's, um, crafting in but video it's like games a, is so much easier. Yeah, it's a whole thing. So I'm like, Damn, oh, do I have shit. to buy a forge? Because this isn't like something that I can pay someone to do. Like who the, like this guy might, but it's going to be incredibly expensive. Yeah. Um, whereas like, the, I, I don't know. So that's another, I don't have the space or the time or the inclination to do it, but I want the product from it. And there's really not like somebody out there doing it. So if you're, I don't know, if you're listening, buy a forge and make me some little bullet <laughs> dice. I'll pay you for them. Or just the appreciating the uh, DIY, you know, like make a gift. If you have a forge, why not forge something yeah. for your friends? This sounds like a time for Kickstarter. Yeah. Do one yeah. of the classic Kickstarters where you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, but if you'd like to pay for it. <laughs> if you pay for it ahead of time, I'll figure it out by the time I'll we're figure done. It out. You'll be yeah. the first on the list That's to get actually... something. Not a not a terrible. I mean, it might be, be a terrible Kickstarter idea. work. Yeah. If if Sam Bank Friedman told us anything about doing stuff with people's money, it's maybe you should be careful with it. I don't know who that is. That's the guy who was running FTX and lost everyone's oh, money yeah. in the world. I've heard about this, but it's so like on my if peripheral you... that I haven't I haven't bothered to like even read past the headline. And I, on the headlines, I don't understand half the words. I don't really know anything about crypto, but all I know is he's he's hiding out in the Bahamas right now because everyone wants oh. to kick his ass. The American dream. Yep. Defraud billions of dollars and go and hide in the and get away with it. Yeah. On that note, I think that wraps up our episode on Christmas gift ideas for D&D. Thanks, guys, for putting your list together and putting so much thought and care into pulling out some what I think are just really amazing gifts. I mm -hmm. look forward to receiving any one of these. So thanks so much. Yeah. That's it for this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and head over to plusonetogaming.com for more live discussions, actual plays, character creation tips, and more. Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you next time.